Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Uh, hi, everyone. Hello, everyone. My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched The Banshees of Ernestrin. Now, if I've done something to you, just tell me what I've done to you. Well, you didn't do anything to me. I just don't like you no more. Did you like me yesterday? Why does he not want to be friends with you no more? Why is he 12? What the hell's going on with you, me feckin' brother? He's dull, Siobhan. But he's always been dull. The other night, two hours, you spent talking to me about the things you found in your little donkey shite that day. Well, it wasn't me little donkey shite. It was me pony shite, which shows how much you were listening. In a Sharon. In a Sharon. I know. Right? I know. Yeah, I <laughs> right? think so. In a Sharon. Right? It's, you, can't, you can't figure it right? out from, from what they're saying. Oh, Lord, they, no. You know, yeah. They're different than us. <laughs> One of the most Irish films I've seen in a long time. <laughs> It really is. No. Uh, it's just Irish as hell. Yeah. So we're we're playing catch up here. Like obviously we still have we'll get around to Megan, I'm sure. Uh Plane. Yeah. Plane is out there. We're in so we're in the January, February, which is famously like or 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 rather it's traditionally used to a be. dry yeah. a dry yeah. point for it used movies. To be, Not so much anymore. Yeah. yeah, I think we've sort of figured out that like I think we've sort of gotten over that twenty five year uh mindset where like only the good movies only come out during the summer and during the winter like during uh december um because yeah. a movie can pretty much come out whenever now like marvel's putting out blockbusters in like february and april you know weird yep. months that aren't traditionally blockbuster months and you know with streaming and stuff it just i kind of think it just doesn't matter anymore not as much, although I would argue Megan and Plane are clearly something that was strategically put out in January. Right, so that there films. wouldn't be as much competition. Yeah. Yeah. Not that the studios uh, didn't have faith in those movies because they're both doing quite well, I believe, but. They are. And I think they're probably good. I mean, we'll get to that when they we have good them. reviews. I mean, they. <laughs> uh, anyway, good on them. But that's, that's, but right that's now, those movies. We're talking about the Banshees. Yeah, we are. Uh, directed by Martin McDonough. Uh, if you're unfamiliar, he did In Bruges, he did Seven Psychopaths, he did Three Billboards. Mm-hmm. Uh, his movies are known for being, I would argue, bummers, uh, but not complete bummers. Uh, it depends on which unflinching. movie. Yeah, yeah, like most of his movies are pretty righteous bummers, but but they're also funny. Yeah, usually yeah, some are less so. Um, yes, like I think Seven Psychopaths is less so. Yeah, and he's hit or miss for a lot of people. Uh, I generally like his work. I mean, it's hard to start within Bruges and then, you know, right? That's the be crazy expected thing about, you yeah. know, to like hit that hit that high note every single time. The crazy thing about McDonough is that he's was a playwright for years and years, and then in yeah. Bruges, which only came out I think in the mid aughts, was his first movie. Right, and there's this feeling of like, whoa, where the fuck did this guy come from? And it's like, he's, he's actually been around. He's been around, he just hasn't been making yeah. movies, yeah. Yeah, but this is, uh, so people uh, hopefully have seen the trailer, and even more hopefully have seen the film, which is on HBO Max currently. Yes. It is uh, something you can easily check out. It is uh, the, the reunion of Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson from... Uh, from In Bruges, in Bruges. Yeah. And the basic premise, as told in the trailer, is that Brendan Gleeson just doesn't want to hang out with Colin Farrell anymore. Yep. Doesn't want to be his friend anymore. And that's the entire film, pretty much. Like, that's yeah. that's the only real... Co- I mean, there's other little side threads, but, like, that's the main thrust of the film. It's just that. Yeah. There's a lot about the people on the island in general. Uh, and um, what's-his-face is in there? Um, uh, Barry uh, Keegan? 
Barry Keegan, who has been killing it lately as weird little creeps. Yeah, he plays weird little creeps, uh, and he's a yeah, weird little creep he, in this movie. Yeah, he is. Uh, and uh, yeah, it, it escalates where he says, listen, uh, next time you talk to me, I'm going to cut off my finger. And then the next time I'm going to cut off four fingers and so on and so forth. Uh, anyway, uh, how did you like this film, Tom? Um, I really liked this movie. Me I thought too. it was pretty dang good. <laughs> yeah, I'm still processing it. That's part of the problem with this podcast we do. Is like, I literally, I just watched it yesterday. And so, sitting here and thinking about like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not, it's not confusing. It's not like Eraserhead. But now, a lot... There, there's, a little, for, there's a little bit of like subtext in there, you know, with the old lady who's clearly supposed to be lady. death. And there's this idea that like, everybody on the island is doomed but comfortable yeah that's one of the first things that this movie shows us is that this island is fucking beautiful and the first thought you have or at least i had was "Ooh, i want to live there i would love to live there and then the movie basically is like no you don't yeah (laughs) you don't want to live here (laughs) and here's why it's it stagnates everybody and that's like the um, sort of um crux of brendan gleason's dilemma is that the whole reason as he explains that he's decided to stop being friends with colin farrell is that he's having this existential crisis about how i haven't done anything with my life like he's a he's an amateur musician but he's never published any music or anything all right. he does is waste time getting drunk at the pub with colin farrell and he's like i don't want to i want to i want to be remembered like i want to leave a mark while i'm alive right. so he's like i'm going to stop hanging out with you so I I can work on my music and do things that aren't frivolous. Um, and right. he's sort of like, everybody's trapped in that same sort of uh, existence on the island, like Colin Farrell absolutely is. But because he's portrayed as like this guy who's not, he's not very smart. He's not creative. He's just nice. And he, he's, yeah. not, he's not bothered by his small life until There's- Brandon Gleason like upends it. Yeah, there's a point where he has to like slowly realize that he might be one of the the dummies of the town, <laughs> like where where he's asking people, uh, and everybody's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, they're they're all like, no, Barry Keegan's the dumbest guy. It's like, okay, but yeah. who's the, who's the next dumbest guy? And then everybody's right. like, oh, you don't want to have this conversation. <laughs> yeah, and then later, Barry Keegan like corrects him about something, and he, he's like really bothered. He's really by bummed. That. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so it, it's that idea. At first, you kind of feel like Brendan Gleeson's character, whose name is, uh, what is his fucking name? Is Colm? So it's like three names, though. Uh, it's, it's, I think it's Colm, yeah. But it, with the accents, it sounds like Colm, yeah, I think. But I, don't I think, know. It, I believe his name is Colm. We should look it up. Yeah. It, um, and, uh, he, Brendan, we'll just call him Brendan Gleeson. It's easier. Lake Placid's Bla- Brendan Gleeson. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so Lake Placid... 28 Days Brendan, Later is Brendan Gleeson. He, uh, he, he seems like the asshole at first. And like, and especially when he explains it. Because it's this idea. He's like, you think you're going to be remembered for being nice? Uh, and, and so you, you, you're kind of on the side of Colin Farrell at first where you're like, yeah, but it doesn't fucking matter. Like, it, it's better to be nice than be that, an asshole. That's kind of the movie's question. Is it is it? Exactly. Like, is the greatest virtue doing something that's quote unquote worthwhile? Or is it just being a nice guy and having friends? Exactly. And I would argue also Colin Farrell isn't as nice as he's presented as his first because he is persistent. Uh, and and uh, you could argue he's like a puppy dog, you know, like he doesn't understand and he just yeah. keeps pestering Brendan Gleeson. I think and at a certain point, it's like you should leave him alone. He should leave him alone. Yeah, I think he is nice. It's just like there's nothing like sinister or insidious about him. It's just he doesn't know he can't accept this like he doesn't it's so right it's so beyond his understanding because he's kind of this small-minded guy he's just he's perfectly content with his life the way it is he just cannot fathom what brendan gleason's going through so he won't leave him alone (laughs) right um and there's yeah there's an ongoing thing of that and then the idea of people kind of talking about the mainland as being a big deal there's also a civil war happening this is in the 20s. This is the 20s uh, in I, Ireland. Yeah, this is an Irish Civil War. I assume this is a real, yeah. 
I'm I'm very dumb when it comes to history, so I'm just assuming well, that this we is don't, a thing that happened. We don't learn about other countries in in America, oh, yeah. Dave. <laughs> That's so, true. I am the product we, of we the have American, no idea uh, that other nations have had civil wars. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and they and they nobody on the island seems to care too much. Like the cop at one point is like, "I'm going to go do an execution," and he doesn't know which side is executing which. He's and just he excited care. to do it. Yeah. Yeah. The conflict uh, is like far off and in the background. And obviously, you know, it's thematically important because there's a civil war between these two guys and there's sort of a right. civil war on the island of people who are sympathetic with Colin Farrell and people who are sympathetic with Brennan Gleason. Right. So it's just it's kind almost, of always in the background. Yeah. Yeah. And it's always trying. It's almost trying to say that no matter how big or how small, there's always going to be a conflict like in this small town or in this country or in the world. Like there's just this is always part of us. Yeah, uh, I think there's a feeling of like grass is always greener. Like there's um some symbolism in this, which is uh, looking through windows. There is um when when uh, Colin Farrell first like he keeps it starts by him being like going to Brendan Gleeson's house as he always does, and at it's two o'clock and he's like I'm gonna you know we're gonna go get a pint or yeah, whatever. Days over because um, like, he's he's a farmer so he's up early so. Yeah. His day is over at like two, three o'clock. Yeah. And um and there's a lot of like he looks through the window and Brendan Cleason's in there just smoking and doesn't react. Um and that becomes a running theme of like them seeing each other through the window of the pub. Um and I want to dissect this because there is mm-hmm. another through the window theme, which is the horses. Um he uh he leaves the pony he has a prized pony a uh jenny donkey a donkey sorry um named jenny right yeah jenny's yeah. the donkey jenny's the the donkey and uh the donkey he leaves in he lets inside uh and of course his sister hates it <laughs> um but at every time the donkey's inside you notice the horse is looking through the window yeah yeah and he finally lets the horse inside and you know what happens when he lets the horse inside uh, the cow is looking through the window. <laughs> so, like, that's clearly a theme, right? Like, of this idea of, like, always looking at the better thing and always wanting to be a part of something. Yeah, uh, I, I, there's definitely that and idea. And a hierarchy. Yeah, there's the idea of hierarchy because somebody's always on the outside looking in. Uh, there's yeah. There's the idea, I think you're right, about the, the grass is greener sort of idea where it's like you want to be inside just because you're outside. Like, you sort of forget why it was you wanted to go inside in the first place you just want to be inside because you're sick of looking in through the window right um and that sort of really parallels like it it really does seem that colin farrell doesn't he's not even really sure why they were ever friends it was just we would just talk at the pub and like he's he's my best friend because i've talked to him for 25 years every day but like they really don't have anything in common and (laughs) Yeah, and, you and, don't see yeah. their friendship when no, it w- was you good. You never you see don't their friendship. Have to, though. Yeah, it, it's it, it's always this sort of um, uh, conceptual thing. We never actually see it. Um, and then I think the the final element is the idea of separation, right? Where you're never actually, you never actually know somebody completely. You know, like you're right. always gonna, there's always going to be some separation between you. So like when it, it's it's most obvious and most literal in that first shot where he comes over to to in that first scene rather where he comes over to brendan gleason's house to get him to go to the pub and he's looking at in at him through the window and it's like that's there's a separation between the two of them and it's always right. going to be there um and i think that's like the third layer of of all all them windows yeah that would all the window shit Mm-hmm. So much window all the, all shit. All the window shit. Yeah. But it really is. It's, it is the idea. It's, it's hard because I'm trying to figure out, like, what is he ultimately trying to say? Because then there's the sister and her journey. Uh, and her journey is, it seems to be that she's the only one to actually, like, move on to, like, progress in her life. The whole thing with the sister is that she's very nice and she sits and reads and she's clearly, like, She's clearly like has aspirations and is doing stuff, uh, but she never talks about it. And it's just in the background. Mm-hmm. And she basically quietly just gets a job on the mainland at a library and improves her life, essentially. Right. She doesn't um, want to be stuck in the same life that Colin Farrell is stuck in. She's she's smarter than he is. She has aspirations for herself and she just wants out of the island. And it's it's another force 
Um, it's sort of There's like a- another, it's another way of asking the same question that the main conflict of the movie is asking, where is it selfish for Brandon Gleason to be like, I don't want to be your friend anymore. Um, well, so, I would, yeah, I oh, would argue there's a, sorry, there's, there's a, there's a direct comparison between her and Brendan Gleeson because yeah. she, Brendan Gleeson aspires to be this like smart, uh, uh, city folk guy, like artist. Yeah. But I think the, the, the difference they're showing is like, for example, she corrects him. Like he says, Mozart of like the 17th century and she says 18th. I believe right. that's what he's, it is. Yes. He's not as, he is not as learned or worldly as he would like to be or as he is, as he's able to project himself to be around Colin Farrell because Colin Farrell doesn't know any better. Right. And so there's this feeling of like, I think what, I think what the movie is trying to say with that is like, if you want to like progress, if you want to like, be quote unquote a better you know more sophisticated person you don't cut out the people you deem lower than you that's not how you do it the sister doesn't do that she just it's show it's showing like the difference between the sister is like listen i have to go to the mainland i have this dream i have to pursue i love you i need to go do this you're welcome to come with me yeah like she invites him and then she sends him a letter later that is like you should come um, right. So yeah, there is, and I think it still it's still like I I totally agree with what you're saying, and I just wanted to um um yeah sorry, I guess elucidate I what I was earlier. well it was just just to say that it's sort of the same question. Whereas is it selfish for her to pursue what she wants to pursue, even right. though like Carl Colin Farrell is going to be a fucking mess without her. <laughs> So, yeah, of course. but she, but so like, is it selfish for her to go and do that knowing that it, how it's going to affect him? But then of course it's, 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 it's the same kind of question as, as Brendan Gleeson's sort of dilemma, but it's a little bit different as you said, like she's leaving space in her life, even though she's moving and, and changing, she's still leaving space in her life for him. So then it becomes right. Colin Farrell is being selfish because he doesn't want to uproot it. He doesn't want his life to change. And he doesn't want right. anybody in his life to change. But that's, right. that's also selfish. Yeah. And I don't know about you, Tom, but like I, I moved to L.A. Um, <laughs> I did, and, too. I did, too. <laughs> yeah. And this there is a reflection here, I think, with Martin McDonough that I might be personal for him, which is that like, you know, he got into the film biz and that means probably uprooting yourself a little bit. And I know we've experienced the same situation of uprooting ourselves. And no, no, the place I left uh, to come to L.A. is filled with very smart and sophisticated people and it's full of culture. So it's not a small it's not this, you know, it's not some small town where nothing happens. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely like reflections of like, yeah, there is a there is a pain because you do feel like you're doing you're abandoning people. Um, but you also feel like I have to do the things I have to do. Like I can't if I stay here, then I'm just going to resent everybody, right? Like there's there's that conflict, um, and the the only answer, like the the sister, it really, like I really felt that because again, there's there was no one I didn't leave behind a Colin Farrell, but like <laughs> there's that feeling of like you know it it's sad, it's sad to leave home. It uh, is, yeah, you, yeah. Uh, but like you, like if you, your life, it's like, it's that thing where the, the thing that they show with the sister is that she's also not like a farmer. She doesn't have anything to offer the island either. And, and there's that idea of like, you can sort of tell, like, she doesn't really fit. Like she, she doesn't, there's nothing she can do here. That's going to make her happy. Right. Uh, and so it's like, that's where this movie isn't a sad story where like the sister is very much like, um, like it's, it's a happy story with the sister. Um, that said, then there's people like Barry Coogan in this, which good fucking God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For uh, spoilers, Barry Coogan's character, uh, he's the son of the cop yes. and he is, he is like, we all kind of know these, this type of person. He's a local. Yeah, you know, and he's—I wouldn't say he's a dummy. He's like, he's kind of like Colin Farrell, where he's like he's just a very nice, like he's kind of a creep. Um, but they never show him doing anything insidious. Uh, no, he's just very. It's clear he has a crush on 
uh, Colin Farrell's sister, Siobhan. Yes. And so he's really direct about it. But he's very, he's also, he's, he's a, he's a kind of a nightmare. Like he's exhausting, but there's something very childlike yes. and, and kind of innocent about him where he's just so earnest. Um, right. And he, he is kind of a dummy. He, he's, he's like the town, he's like the town clown, basically. He constantly drinks too much and gets into trouble. Um, right. And he is sort of simple. Uh, but yeah, but he, the, the is, reveal yeah. is that his father, who is the cop. Oh yeah, I like that this movie is also like also fuck cops. Uh, oh yeah, just cops on the suck. side, fuck cop. Yeah, his father, the cop, um, who is lording over the town the best way he can. Like that's a that's the thing where it's like he's got a little bit of power. He's a real little yeah, bit of power. He's a real tin pot uh, dictator. Yeah, yeah, and you see that a few times. I think the woman at the general store has that too where it's like she bought basically her currency is information mm-hmm. um and it's all just gossip and it's like she treats it like this really serious thing um but uh his father beats him and uh it comes out later that he is uh molesting him and so he is fucked up and there is a conversation near the end where right before the sister leaves uh uh Barry Coogan basically goes up to her and he's like hey so just on the off chance would you ever like fall in love with me? And she's like, no, sorry. And she's very direct and she's not mean about it, but she's very direct. Yeah. Um, and he's like, okay, well, there goes that dream. There goes that dream. Yeah. <laughs> oh and then he's gosh. like, I gotta go. I gotta go. And he walks away and you know exactly what's going to happen to this character. Yeah. Uh, at that point, uh, very Coogan. Holy shit. Like he needs, uh, he needs all the career. Uh, I mean, he's about uh, to, he, he was in that Marvel movie that up. nobody cared about, but he's, he's about to be in a Batman, like, he's yeah. gonna be alright. But yeah, he's he, pretty, no, no, he's he's gonna pretty be damn all right. good, yeah. No, I, I mean, like, I, I think he needs, like, Oscar after Oscar, he needs to just, yeah. I don't know, he's, he's killing it. Uh, and sure enough, um, there's a great sequence where Colin Farrell's waving goodbye to his sister, um, and in the background, he's standing on the cliffs, in the background you just see this figure standing on the cliffs. And you don't see him jump or anything. He just keeps like obscuring him with his um, hand. And you realize like you're expecting him to disappear from the shot. And he never does. Uh, But it's like you realize that anticipation. And sure enough, this character kills himself. Oh, Um, see, in that scene, I thought. Oh, that's probably death. I thought that was the old woman. Yeah, it probably is. Is But the first thing I thought about was that's him. Yeah, it's. The idea is that she's the old lady who is clearly death. Um, she tells one of the characters early on that somebody's going to die pretty soon. So I love the old lady. The old lady's great. So she's always around. And um, you see her standing on the cliff. It's this figure. She's never in focus. And like, yeah, like you said, Colin Farrell doesn't notice her. And he kind of like blocks her with his hand in the shot. But his sister sees her. And he, she gets this concerned look on her face because she knows what that means. Right, uh, because they, they keep saying die. someone's yeah. going to die. And she is ultimately right. It is... Uh, Barry Coogan. It yeah. is Barry Coogan. Um, and it's very sad. His arc is very sad because it's basically the idea of, like, this person who never really had a chance. Nope. Like, he, you, you don't know this person's potential. It's not that he was, you know, he's not like... I, I think there's a big part of that with this is that no one is inferior than each other in this it's just about where you were born and where what you were born in their situation yeah it's yeah because it, he's the cop's son and he has just been beaten his whole life and it's like yeah he never he he it's like a fucking chicken that was born in a slaughterhouse you know it's yeah. like you never could have thrived and the uh, the whole island is kind of like that where it's yes. it's a whole island full of people that have never really been able to I guess reach their full potential, and uh, Brendan Gleeson has sort of woken up and realized that. Yeah, and and but instead of doing the like he is sort of doing like he's trying to do his music with the um yeah with but like I think a big part of this is that so we haven't revealed I mean we talked about it but like he sure enough he cuts off his finger and he slams he off, it against he cuts off his thumb first yeah th- yeah and he slams it against the um the door uh colin farrell's door and then colin farrell confronts him again and sure enough he cuts off the rest of his fingers on his on one of his hands and it basically creates a situation where he can't play music anymore yeah um and so it's sort of the cutting off your nose to spite your face where he is he is more obsessed 
with telling Colin Farrell to leave him alone yeah. than pursuing his dream. Right. He and wants th- to, he would rather cut off all of his fingers and say to Colin Farrell, look what you've done. You've ruined my ability to play music. And it's like, no, you did that. You did that. Right. He's making himself the victim. And yeah. that's, that's what it feels like where it's like the sister is like, no, I'm going to go to the city. I'm going to become a librarian. It's not much, but it's something, you know, I'm, I'm moving on in the world. Like you get this implication that she's going to have a very full life ahead of her. Mm-hmm. Um, just because she's, it, it, again, it's not about becoming rich and famous or remembered. It's just about improving your life <laughs> when you feel like you need to improve your life and like doing the things you can. And I know that's easier said than done, obviously. Uh, and that's what like Barry Coogan represents, right? Um, but she has the opportunity to, and she takes it. Whereas Brendan, Brendan Gleeson is like obsessed with grievances of like, who, who is to blame? for why my life isn't what i want it to be you know right he seems yeah he's he's blaming colin farrell for the fact that he's an old man now and hasn't done anything that he deems worthwhile but it's like no dude you you didn't change your situation right and that's okay that's the thing it like that's what colin farrell kind of represents is like that's fine if you if that's what you want you know and if you're happy yeah yeah and yeah, Brendan Gleeson is not happy. No, he's and not. That's a big part. Yeah, and he clearly like he never got married. You get the implication Colin Farrell won't. Um, you know, there's not that many women. It seems like um, no. And then we get a little bit of background for Colin Farrell and his sister uh, Siobhan, where like their parents died relatively young, so they've been taking care of the farm themselves for years. Mm-hmm. So like he's that that's that's it that's and he has no aspirations for anything other than that like he doesn't really seem interested in in getting married or anything like that right and there's this feeling of like at the end when she's like she writes to him and she's like come with me um he's sort of like but who will take care of things uh and he's not wrong you know uh he could sell the farm he and could take sell the farm lead. he could sell all but the it's animals. like yeah. but it is like this feeling of like well this is what our parents left us this is what I do. And he's good at that. The one thing Colin Farrell is good at that they show is he's good at animals. And what I mean by that is he loves animals and he cares about animals. And he cares for them. Yeah. And so you could argue they never quite show it, but you could argue he's a good farmer. Like he's probably good at what he does on the farm. And so it's like that's good part enough, of, yeah. yeah, that's probably part of why he's happy yep. and he likes being around the animals. Um, and that's a big part of it as well. And then, of um, course, when she sends him that letter, the irony is that she's like, well, you could come and visit me. Um, and uh, what's his name? Barry Coogan can can take care of the animals. He's always shown an interest in that. And he has to look, well, uh, he's dead. So yeah. that's not going to happen. But he, I don't think he, he also doesn't tell her that Jenny has died, right? Yes, which is a big part. So that's what breaks him. Yeah. And we've yeah, sort of when- been holding off on that until now. <laughs> It's the saddest part of the movie. Uh, well, no, I would argue it's not the Barry saddest Coogan part. Barry Coogan is the saddest part of the movie. Barry yeah. Coogan, but when I, well, I guess what I mean is saddest when it comes to a moment that just like stabs you. Yeah. The moment that stabbed me is when he gets punched by the cop and then wordlessly Brendan Gleeson picks him up, Colin Farrell, and gets and him on him his home. horse yeah. and takes him home. And when they get to the crossroads, Colin Farrell just starts crying and Brendan Gleeson just sort of quietly leaves. Um, that yep. part is just like fuck yeah, that's god damn it yeah because they're not speaking to each other he's given him this rule don't speak to me if you speak to me i'll cut my fingers off yeah so they can't they have to ride in silence and he's an he's still enough of his friend that he like or i guess at least just as at least enough of a human being that he picks colin farrell up and, and gets him home but still goes his separate way when they hit the yeah. crossroads where the road splits to go to his house and then to go to colin farrell's house and he starts crying yeah that that mm. I had forgotten yeah, that, about that hit, scene. That stabbed me. <laughs> By the way, just just so we're clear, first of all, you shouldn't be listening to this if you haven't seen it. You should see it. Yeah. Also, the movie is does have funny moments. The in movie's it. not. The movie we're sounding like it, it sounds is, like a fucking tragedy. It's not. Uh, it's not. It really isn't as devastating as you might think. Yeah. Um. It's 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 real. It's real. It is and it isn't. But it's more. It, it lands more on the side of navel gazing. I think. Rather yeah. than being true, just knock down, drag out tragedy, woe is me. Mark, Martin McDonough has this knack for making like, 
almost like parables, like fables, where it's like you don't feel like these people are entirely human. <laughs> um, and he's telling a, a moral tale a lot of the time. And it was easier, I think, in his other films, because his other films, it's even more pronounced. Like, right, in, like Bruges, in Bruges, it's feels like, real surreal. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it is very tragic, it is the, the, the characters are very funny and it's very out there. This feels a little more. Um, it is still funny, but the humor is a lot more like absurdist. A little, um, I don't want to say subtle. There's just a lot of moments that made me giggle, where it's like the way they're talking to each other. Are you rallying? Uh, that bit at mm-hmm. the beginning. Yeah. Um, where it feels like, I mean, again, he writes plays, so it feels very much like play dialogue, where it's like a lot of repeating lines, a lot of a lot of a very lot of funny back and forth. Yeah. Uh, and it is funny, but it's not like piss your pants funny. It's, you know? like, it's like real quietly funny. I'll say. Yeah, in Bruges, I would say is a lot funnier. Yes. Um, yeah. Seven Psychopaths, is, I think, is funnier. It's funnier as well. Yeah. This is more. Yeah. This is a quieter, funny, but it doesn't. It does take the edge off. It took the edge off where it's like there. I felt stuff watching this, but I didn't feel like. It didn't feel unearned. I wasn't mad at the f- movie for making me feel that way, you know? No. And like, the sometimes movie, a movie is just tragic in a way that you go, fuck, man, why yeah, did like, I watch what, this? What was the, you just beating me up with this movie. This yeah. movie never fully guts you, at least not me. Like, it, it, it no. really gets close a couple of times, but it's, but it's really more like, about... It's, it's, it's more introspective, I think, than, than being uh, tragic. So yeah, it's more it's, about like looking at where you are in your life, I suppose, than Yeah. Yeah. Not not everybody like again, the sister makes it out. Like people make it out of it and like life goes on. Um and the ending is bittersweet. It's not so to get to get to that, basically, yeah, uh Brendan Gleason throws his four fingers at the door. Jenny the donkey uh, uh eats, eats them, them and chokes to death. Yep. Which is again funny but sad because you you the whole movie colin farrell loves jenny it's clearly like the love of his life is this fucking donkey it's this don- yeah it's his best friend yeah. uh, i mean outside of donkey, Gleason, yeah yeah and the donkey dies and he has to bury this donkey and it's so sad and then when he writes to his sister he doesn't mention the donkey and that's very telling because it is we were talking about him being very selfish that is the first thing he does that shows that like he doesn't want her to come back he no. doesn't want to tell her this because he knows that if he tells her this, she's going to come. Back. She's going to be. Yeah, yeah. She's going to be really fucking concerned for him because the donkey is like his lifeline uh, and the donkey's gone. And so the fact that he lies about that says a lot about him. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, um, <laughs> that's when he decides I'm going to go burn down Brendan Gleason's That house. is such. <laughs> <laughs> I love which is funny but it's also tragic yeah I love the escalation of it like he's yeah. been so nice the entire movie and he tries different things like he's like oh the reason you're too nice that's why he doesn't want to be friends with you anymore you need to just really like kind of you know break his balls a little bit so there's a scene where he just kicks open Brendan Gleeson's door and curses him out and he's like okay did that work yeah and that's when he shows up throws his fingers at it yeah their door yeah and that that again the whole thing is all he has to do is leave him alone all he has to do is he leave can't, him alone. he's trying to crack this yeah. and it's like no just leave him alone and move on with your life you gotta um but he can't he can't get over it um and i love that idea that it's it's just a guy who says i don't want to be your friend no more uh i i no reason why i just don't like you anymore and that escalates all the way to this guy burning down his house right because uh, Colin Farrell's whole thing is like, I don't think he's anyone's ever told him that before, right? Like, right. He gets satisfaction, and part of the way he's content in his life is is that people like him, right? Because he's, he's like a nice him. guy. Uh, so when he has suddenly a guy that he's considered his friend his whole life has been like, I don't like you anymore, it really kind of drives him crazy. Yeah, it short circuits him. So I do. I love the escalation where it's these sort of adorable but a little cringeworthy uh, um doomed attempts to try to get through to brendan gleason and then all the way until the end of the movie where he just walks in he's like okay um you choked my donkey to death uh so i'm gonna burn your house down tomorrow morning whether you're in it or not is up to you but i'm burning your house down tomorrow at two (laughs) o'clock 
Yeah. And I, I also love this is part of the comedy is that they're both very gentlemanly about their intentions to yeah. each other. They're very Whereas clear. Like, I'm going to cut off my fingers <laughs> yeah. if you don't do this. Yeah. And so he's like at two o'clock. He I'm gonna burn him down a your precise house. time. He's yeah. like, I'm going to burn your house down at two o'clock. You can be in it or not. That's up to you. Yeah. All right. I'll see you later. Yeah. He also <laughs> there's a part. Brendan Gleeson stands up to the cop at one point, punches him out. I like that the cop has this little bit of power, but the moment someone just nails him, uh, he doesn't do anything about it. Like, he can't, because he yeah. doesn't actually have any power. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Is people have been playing along with this cop. And the moment he becomes too much of a thing, they're like, okay, fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. Get, get um, fucked, buddy. Yeah. But anywho, um, so yeah, he goes to his house at two o'clock. Um, and oh yeah, he's, he does say like, leave your dog outside. And again, it's the whole thing where he's like, I'm not going to kill your dog. Like, I don't want to, like, there's a part where he goes, he, he walks by death and she's like, she says something like, oh, you're thinking about killing his dog, are you? And he's like, why right. would you put that in my head? Don't put that in my head. Right. And it's for, after, like the movie. It's after Jenny was, dies and he's walking over to Brendan Brenny Gleason's house. It's his darkest moment. And yeah. for a moment, you're like, man, they're not going to do that, are they? And then Colin Farrell basically is like, of course, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I, the dog didn't do anything for me. I, I love loves that animals, because. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a th- Martin McDonough, I think, because of Seven Psychopaths, he clearly has that dog thing where he's like, dogs are the best of us. I'm not going to fuck with dogs. Cause th- he, even, he even has a play that's really similar. The, like, the animals are a through line in his works, I think, because there's a play that's really similar to this and Seven Psychopaths, where it's about this criminal who, th- who basically starts um, cleaning house in the underworld because he thinks someone has killed his cat. Oh, okay, yeah. And then at the end of the play, he realizes, oh, my, my cat wasn't dead all, but dead all along. He was just hiding fine. in a drawer. Yeah, exactly. And he's caused yeah. all this havoc in the name of this That's cat. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, so Mark McDonough understands that about yeah. humans, which is like, we love our animals. Don't fuck with people's animals. Uh, that's yeah. unforgivable. Woody Harrelson almost kills the entire cast of Seven Psychopaths because they steal his dog, I believe. Exactly. Right? Yeah, so I think that's what happens. Yeah. It's perfect. And um but yeah, so he he takes he basically takes the dog overnight so he can burn down his house. So he can burn down the house, yeah. And he, then he, he returns takes the, dog the dog in the wagon, yeah. Yeah. Well, he uh, he looks he fight he says I don't care if you're in the house or not, but then the reveal is of course, he starts to burn the house down and then he starts to walk away and he finally turns back and looks in the window and Brendan Gleeson is in there. He's just sitting there. You're like, yeah. shit. Yeah. Uh, but the happiest ending is that in the end, when he shows back up on the beach, Brendan Gleeson is alive. Yeah, he's standing on he, the beach. He returns his dog. He got out of the house. Like he wasn't. He wasn't so prideful that he was going to sit there and literally burn to death just to prove a point. Like right. he th- he thinks he is because he cut off his friggin' fingers <laughs> to prove a right. point. But he's ultimately not as prideful as as he makes himself out to be. So of course he saved himself. Yeah, he breaks him. He basically breaks him at yep. the end. He breaks him, yeah. Yeah, where it's like, like what? yeah. And so then they're on the beach. He returns the dog. This is actually the poster of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then they're talking to each other, right? About the uh, the war. The Civil War's ended, uh, I think. Yeah, and that it seems to imply that their friendship is going to come back. Mm. Like, that's the implication. But it's hard to tell. That's the visual and, I think, thematic oh, but implication, the, but the, not the what they, they say, say to each other. Right. Yeah. What do they say? I forget. Brendan Gleeson says, um, I can't remember exactly, but he basically basically says, okay, we're even. Right. And, I reckon but that no, makes he us doesn't. even. And then Colin, Colin Farrell's, Farrell's like, no, we're nope. Not. <laughs> yeah, you're standing here. That means we're not even. Yeah, you're still alive. Uh, you killed my donkey. Like, there's he a, is not going to forget that shit. Yeah, there's so. an implication, I guess, that their relationship has evolved in an interesting way. Because when he, the first time he yells at Brennan Gleeson, Brennan Gleeson says, like, that's the most interesting he's been. I think I like him again now. And he's sort of joking. Mm-hmm. Um, but the implication is also that, like, what Colin Farrell is doing now actually intrigues Brennan Gleeson. Well, he's calling weird... him out on his shit. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and like, now they're almost like complimenting each other in a different way. Right. It's like their, it's, their friendship is sort of mended, sort of, but it's going to be like, very, very different going it's gonna forward. Be, yeah. It's going to be them antagonizing each yeah, other. Yeah. It's going to be Colin Farrell has like a fucking vendetta against him. Yeah. <laughs> they're just going to be. In, 
But they'll probably still go to the pub and drink together, and they'll just be right. really, really fucking snarky to each other. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, the, the implication is that... Yeah, the implication is that they found a use for each other. Like, yes. Or rather, Brendan Gleeson found a use for Colin Farrell again. A reason to talk to him. A reason to... Because the idea is they keep talking to each other. And, like, you know, like... Uh, and he keeps saying, I'll cut off my fingers. But he doesn't always do that. He does twice. But, like, in between, they do talk to each other. Uh, and so it's, like, it's more on, on Brendan Gleeson's terms, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, But, yeah, the implication seems to be that, like, they've now uh, recalibrated their relationship in a way that they're, they're going to find fulfillment within each other, but just not in the same way. That's what I got out of it at least. And that's why the movie isn't like tragic. Um, it's not like, it, like it, it'd be tragic if like Brendan Gleeson died, you know? Right. Or, it, you know, or the sister died or Colin Farrell yeah. died, but no, it was the donkey and Barry Coogan, which was sad, but he was a pretty Very minor sad. character. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's it's very sad, but for the 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 sake of the story, he wasn't a big character, so no. we didn't get that attached. He's, on, to him. he's only in a few scenes, so. But what he represents is tragic for sure. Yeah, it's and he's killing it. Yeah, yeah. He's sort of. I mean, we've already said it, but he he basically represents life on this island. Yeah, and, and that's. I think that's. I think that's what the title is is partially referring to. Um, is that they're all sort of ghosts, right? Like they've sort of resigned yeah. themselves to this life where they're just going to stay pretty much in the same, I don't know. The stasis. Like just one square mile of space for their entire lives and just do the same thing day in and day out until they die. They've sort of resigned themselves. They're haunting this island, basically. Right. It's also the name of Brendan Gleeson's song. And the funny thing is when he says that's what i named it he doesn't understand why he named it that yeah he says because of the shs yeah and like what you're saying it's like no there's actually a reason to name it that and brendan gleason it doesn't even occur to him nope because he's yeah. not as he's not as worldly as he is making himself to be yeah but he does he does come upon it he just doesn't like his doesn't brain didn't realize it, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah um which is yeah exactly what you're saying and again it's not the movie isn't like, oh, doesn't it suck to be in a small town, even a beautiful no, one? No, it's not. It's not really about that. It's also time and place. Or, sorry, place and time is the important thing to emphasize, because it is the 20s. It's the 20s, So there's just yeah. no, there's no connectivity to the world They're whatsoever. completely isolated, yes. Yeah. And so it's this idea of, like, this this feeling of, like, if you were in the type of place and you had this feeling of like i need to get out of here like it it could be really fucking sad you know mm-hmm. it's sort of the same way nostalgia used to be sadder where it's like yeah you used to like leave your home for a war and come back and your house would literally be rubble and you're like it's not that i miss muppet babies it's that i miss my fucking childhood because I it's literally be- yeah. gone i miss being a child yeah, yeah. i miss being and young I- yeah, and I miss when the world was simple, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. literally when the world wasn't rubble. Um, and so like, yeah, it, it is way more pronounced in the time that and uh, yeah, it doesn't mean that these feelings don't exist today. It's just that by choosing this time and place, I think it really emphasizes uh, that feeling for the people on the island, which is really of like they yeah, they don't like. Someone like Brendan Gleeson who's thinking about how can I be Mozart? It's like, man, you don't have, you don't really have a. It's like, not an option. You, you don't. <laughs> like, you don't have fucking. You don't have a MySpace. You know, like yeah. there's, yeah, you have the mainland. That's it. You have some boats leading to the mainland. Yeah, and that's all you got. Uh, yeah. And so and I, yeah, I think that's the movie's not like you said. The movie's not like poo pooing on small town life. It's just asking the question is it what's more important here? Like what's more valuable? Is it more valuable to live a small life that you're content with? Or is it, do you want to exchange that for the possibility of making your life bigger? Um, is it better, is it better to be nice or is it better to be, um, quote unquote important? Like there's, I don't, it's the movie's just asking a couple of simple questions about, about how people sort of valuate their existence. Yeah, you could argue, and I've, I'm pulling this out of my ass. I, I haven't thought about this yet. But is there a little, like, <laughs> incelness 
to Brendan Gleeson because one of the things we we they establish one of the things they don't include is the fact that these guys don't have families because if they had families then the answer would be simpler where it's like well they have kids and a wife and that's their happiness and like they're they're very they're very specifically single men right um yeah and but colin farrell does sort of have a family he lives with his sister he's got all those animals so at, right, the, at yes. the beginning of the movie he does kind of have a family but anyway continue with what you were saying oh but yeah that is kind of part of it is that he is happy yeah i meant more like brendan gleason where it's like is there a feeling of like that idea of like i don't life didn't give me anything so i'm gonna be mad at life um it's Maybe. it's that bitterness that there, he sort of has I wouldn't call him incel because they do. I wouldn't, yeah, they do I wouldn't sh- call him specifically incel. They do but. show that women like him and he's charming and they like that he can play the violin. And he do- it doesn't right. seem like he has any problem um, having relationships with women. It is more about not being. Um, but would being, you say being, that's like. Yeah, being mad at life because he didn't get all the things he thought he was supposed to get. Yeah, it's in the same. I would say it's in the same ballpark. Yeah, yes. yeah I wouldn't say. Like, I don't think Mark Mc- Martin McDonough was trying to make an incel no. at Brendan Gleeson, but it's that same, like... I'm like, owed something. He thinks he's owed, owed something. something. Yeah. yeah. He's decided he was... And I'm mad was, at the people who I have decided did this to were me. Were standing in my way. Exactly. Yeah. Like, he thinks he was owed this sort of prestige and, and owed this ability to leave his mark on history, and he's decided that it's Colin Farrell's fault that he didn't. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sort of excusing the role that he played in that. It was like, buddy, you have been going to the pub talking to him for two and a half decades. Like you yeah. nobody made you do that. Right. You can you could what what uh what you would normally do is say, Okay, I'm only gonna go to the pub uh on these days. Like three days a week. And then the yeah, other four and then I'll, I'll, I'll write my home music. Yeah. Exactly. And and instead and I think part of that is also he wants to be seen doing these things. He wants to be at the pub writing the music, right? Because that's that's the other thing is he still goes to the pub every single day, and he is still talking to other people, and that's like yeah. the first time that Colin Farrell sort of gets angry with him is he's he gets drunk at the pub and he sees that Brendan Gleeson is over there talking and laughing with the shitty cop, and he's like, "So right. this is who you want to hang out? Like this guy is who you want to hang out with? I suck, but this guy is who you want to hang out with, right? Yeah, and it's exactly. like it's a good point. You're he's still doing all the same shit." That he was like, oh, I'm wasting my life talking to you. I should be writing music. It's like, well, you're still at the pub every single day talking to assholes. Yeah, the, yeah and the cop is worse. The, like, cop the, cop is, is, the cop is a terrible person. Like, Colin Farrell yeah. is a good person. Cop Yeah, the sucks. cop isn't like, he's not like smarter or anything. No, he's He's mean. not more interesting. No, yeah. he's he's a brutal guy. He's sitting there. That's the conversation when they're having about, oh, I'm going to go execute somebody tomorrow. I don't even know who, what side they were fighting for or what they did. I'm just excited to execute them. And Brendan Gleeson is clearly not into the conversation no uh so it's like yeah what what's different between this this cop and and ultimately he punches the cop out yeah because ultimately that is part of brendan gleason's arc is like no yeah fuck this cop right i'd I rather was, talk to this guy burn yeah. my house to the ground <laughs> yeah i would rather be friends with the man who burned my house down <laughs> yeah yeah exactly because at least he's like passionate about something yeah that's that's not destructive i guess that's which is a funny thing to say about a man who just burned his house down but right like that well, you could yeah. i think that's like part of the common ground he like part of we keep saying like oh he finds him interesting again and i think it's just i'm not I, sure exactly how to articulate it but i it's, think it's pain i think yeah so colin farrell it finally exp- like the idea so we don't know much about brendan gleason do we in this no we don't really know much about either of them yeah you could argue and maybe the movie didn't want to do this but like if brendan gleason was like a widower there would be there would be a like they didn't want to do this for obvious reasons where it's like if he had just lost his wife or something like that um you could you could see they didn't want to show any like this is why he changed they didn't want to complicate it Yes, but there is an implication that, like, the moment Colin Farrell actually understands pain and loss is the moment Brendan Gleeson starts being like, you're interesting again. Uh, it reminds it's, it's, me of that that South Park episode. Um, I think it's called You're Getting Old. It's the episode mm. where Stan starts to see everything as shit. Oh, that's great. Like, he, he has, like, his 10th or 11th birthday and, like, everything he used to like sucks to him. Like it's he just sees literal shit everywhere and like the rest <laughs> of his friends can't understand it. Um, 
And he's just like, I don't know. Like, this all seems pointless and dumb and shitty to me, like actually shitty. Um, and right. I think that's kind of the similar idea. Like yeah. Brendan Gleeson has gotten to that point in his life where he's having this existential crisis where it's like, man, my life is worthless. I haven't done anything that's worthwhile. And once Colin Farrell gets to that point as well, after his donkey dies and his sister leaves, he's like, oh, okay, we can be friends. Again. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> now yeah, that's now the you're seeing the world the same way I see it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that feels like a big part of it. Yeah. Um, I think, doesn't the old lady walk by them, too, while they're on the beach? Uh, she must. Yeah, she's, like, watching or something. She's constantly there. I think she walks past them on this scene, but I'm not positive. Yeah, she's a blast in this. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what it is to say about the fact that the sister hangs out with the old lady. Um, and then, like, Colin Farrell says, no, you hide when you see her. And she does, and every, it clear, it's clear everybody hides when they see her. Except I think that's for, the except for the sister. The sister's the only one who's talking to her. To her. And exactly. I think and I, what that is is that's sort of like she's the only one who gets up and leaves, right? Because everybody else is pretending that the specter of death is not looming around them. Right. Uh, so, but it actually spurs her into action, where she's like, "I don't want to sit here for the next thirty years. I want to go have a life." Like I think exactly. I, I think I deserve to go have a life, and so she does that. But everybody else hides from her. <laughs> yeah, and you see that where, like, sometimes she's almost invited to the pub, and every time she's at the pub, they uh, offer her a drink, and she always refuses it, I believe. And it's that idea of, like, no, she doesn't want to sit in the fucking pub. Yeah. The pub is death to her. It's a trap. Uh, yeah, it's a trap. Yeah. Which, again, is, to like... To her, anyway, to her. To it's... her. To her is the key word there. Yeah. Uh, I really feel like this movie isn't... It's not that judgy, considering what it's saying. I don't think it's, it's... judgy at all. Yeah, I don't think it is at all, but it it could have been. You know what I mean? Like very it easily, really easily, very could easily have could have been. Yeah, for sure. Um, but that's why it's key that like Colin Farrell is the main character, which is the person who kind of represents the positive side of this town of like a guy who's like, yeah, I I'm happy. I don't have right. He's yeah, I don't have a wife and kids, but yeah. I have family. I have my 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 horse, my cow. I got my donkey. Mm-hmm. I I'm, I live in this I'm beautiful happy. island. I have my friends. I've got my pub. He's he's content. Yeah, he's perfectly yeah. content with his life being very small. Yeah. Uh, and it's not. Yeah, they're not making a judgment on that. No, he's just a nice guy. <laughs> like that. Really, that's really it. <laughs> yeah. It's it's pretty great. Yeah. Um. God, I don't I don't think I have anything else to say about this movie. Uh, it feels like one of those movies where after I see it a few more times, I'll have more to say. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where I could keep talking about it, but I feel like I'm just going to repeat myself. Yeah, uh, very good movie. It's, it's probably really going to get yeah. a bunch of awards. I don't think I don't think it's controversial to say it's a good movie. I think everybody's going to be jumping on this film. I think it's yeah. going to be a. I saw a con- some some, uh, you know, outrage quote unquote on social media about the fact that the donkey dies, but whatever. Wait, really? A little bit. A very small amount. Okay. Okay, yeah. Some uh, people don't I, I, understand I, I that. I think from, like, non-serious people, but, like, and, and I get it, like, an animal dying upsets people, that's, sure. Um, yeah. But it's not, like, that it's not... Is it's silly not, to me. It, it's a little silly, because a person dies, too. But it's not, like, super gratuitous if that stuff no, it's really just, bothers you. No, you see you. the body of the donkey. You see the you dead You don't see donkey. the death. Yeah. And also, like, I don't know, it's Martin McDonough. He's a big... He, he, he is a... Uh, he understands that putting uncomfortable things in a movie isn't condoning it. Uh, like, I, Three Billboards is probably my least favorite. I only saw it once, but Three <laughs> Billboards deals with some complex ideas. Yeah, uh, and I around don't, stuff I don't like think, suicide. I don't think he pulls like, that one off. I think that I think that's actually a bad movie. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have to rewatch it. But I, that's what I was going to say: is Martin McDonough, when it comes to morality, takes some very large swings, um, and that means that he doesn't always nail it doesn't always like, nail it no in bruges the main characters are terrible people colin the, the inci- farrell the is a terrible person the inciting incident is colin farrell shoots a kid in the head exactly and it's uh, on uh, uh, by accident, on accident but, he didn't but, mean to but he's having but he this meant to shoot a priest right so, he was trying yeah. to assassinate somebody else and he killed a kid instead and he's having this crisis about it yeah and he's a bad person he's a bad throughout person. the movie yeah. uh and he's a violent and a shitty guy and but the whole thing is like the movie's not saying isn't this cool it's like no he's a shitty guy that's the point 
Uh, Martin McDonough and it's, it, it's plays with that idea. Complex questions about morality. Like, is yeah. it's it's a little absurd. Does he this, deserve to die? R- yeah. Does he deserve forgiveness because he did? He is a killer, but he didn't mean to kill this person. And it's it, there's also a little bit of of absurdist uh, in there because it's like yeah. he's a murderer, but he's having a crisis of conscience over murdering somebody because he didn't yeah. mean to murder that person. Seven Psychopaths as well, where they're yeah. literally the main character's job is they kidnap dogs for the reward. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, they're scumbags. Martin McDonough likes scumbags. This is probably the most morally uh, on the level the characters yeah, have really, been in a while. Yeah, I think the only scumbag is the cop in this movie. Yeah. Uh, and that was surprising to me. The point being that this is what I like about Martin McDonough is that he doesn't always pull it off. But he tells these like morality tales and he's trying to ask interesting, complex questions. And yeah, I again, I only saw three pillars once. I remember that deals with a racist cop in a bad way. Um, it, it that really, was my impression. It, he, I get what he was doing. It's a similar thing with with what he did at in Bruges, where it's like he takes this racist cop who's played by Sam Rockwell. And he's like, does this per- is this person worthy of forgiveness can this person even though he's a scumbag still have a moment of grace and it's like i I appreciate asking that question but it's like we don't need to rehabilitate a white supremacist right now like that's not that's not a thing i'm interested in doing also i would say like he didn't he didn't cover it all no no again i only saw it once but it's like that's you can mask that question today in a movie but the answer has to be very complex it has to be very nuanced and ultimately, yeah. it is sort of like ah. Eh, yeah, and it's it's, it's a little it's, it's a little silly again, in three billboards. Big swings, but we're we're not big talking about three swings. billboards. We're talking about yeah. Banshees of Inisherin, which is a great movie. Great movie, folks. Yeah. Go see it. Yeah, watch it. It's on uh, HBO right now. It is. It's very very good. Um, I think Colin Farrell might win the Oscar. Yeah. Um. So we'll I see. see that. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I he's hope, a he's uh, a favorite. I, wins. I think. Uh, Barry Coogan might. Uh, I think he didn't win the Golden Globe, though. He was nominated, but he didn't win. Now they have COVID. They gave each other COVID. Sweet. Yeah. Well, um, the Golden Globes gave them COVID, I think. Yeah. I think if I haven't seen The Whale yet, but I think if Colin Farrell loses, it'll be to Brendan Fraser. Yeah. It's all. This is one of those things where, like, <clears throat> the Oscars are horseshit. Yeah. Um, but but it, like, it's, this is. It's like, I, it's it's one of those actors where it's like, man, I, I'd like to see him get an Oscar because he really is quite good. And he's always been really good, but he's only now sort of getting the recognition for being good. Colin Farrell? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he should have gotten for Daredevil. <laughs> he's fun <laughs> as hell in he Daredevil. Is. He's so he really fun is. in that movie. He, he and Michael Clark Duncan save that movie. That movie's yeah. not good, but like they make it watchable, especially him. Like He yeah, is so people... fucking entertaining in that movie. People have realized this about Colin Farrell, and I'm not breaking new ground here, but he's one of those guys who was cursed with looking handsome as an actor. He's got, where they're lead, like, he's got leading man yeah, face, got, but he's a character yeah, guy. Exactly. He's a Brad Pitt. He's mm-hmm. a, um, hopefully a less problematic Brad Pitt. Yeah, a Pitt. less abusive um, Brad Pitt. Yeah. Yeah. A less problematic Johnny Depp. God, what is with he these guys? He doesn't uh, have for what it's Colin Farrell does not have any of those kind of stories around him he doesn't so. but it's <laughs> it, uh, in terms of career, yeah in terms of career it's the same which is that yeah. they were leading men but they really like uh, right yeah, they're they, like oh he's handsome we got to put him in the lead it's like no booth. he he got he's kind of got to play weirdos or like right I mean this is obviously this is a leading performance and he's very very good at it it's just that for a while they couldn't figure out what to do with him, I guess, because he was too handsome. But it was like, no, they just want, have yeah. him do character roles. He's great at they it. They want him, yeah. They want him in films that like all audiences could see. Yeah. This is a film that's like, if I were a kid and this movie existed, I'd be like, oh, look at that boring piece of garbage yeah, you over would watch there. This. Yeah. 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 This is not, this is not for children. They, 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 that's, not that's right. That's right. They tried to four quadrant him, and that's not really what he's exactly. good at. Exactly. Yeah. He's better at like the niche roles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I was going to say with the Oscars, like they're bullshit, but I do like years where it's like, I genuinely am rooting for multiple movies and people. Yeah. Cause that just means it was a good year. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, you know, um, Michelle Yeoh and Kay Kwan or, or right? Kay Kwan from, uh, everything it's everywhere like, all at once fuck, are man. probably going to be up for awards too. It's, it's just like a good year. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't know who to pick. I don't yeah. know who to pick for this shit. And that's great. Uh, that's, that's good for us, you know? Yeah. It's good for uh, us. It's good for yeah. us when it's like you look at the list of nominees and you're like, shit, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, great, great, 
Great stuff. Great really, year, 2022. Really, really was a pretty good year, honestly, for movies. Yeah, I, I said before, I, I, it wasn't the best horror year. Like, I, there's a lot of really good horror movies, but it wasn't a good year for scary horror movies for me. Um, otherwise, it was generally a very... Oh, bad year for blockbusters. Uh, Depends on how you look at Except for Top Gun. Top Gun. Top Gun, Avatar, Avatar was 2. huge. Um, I like, oh, yeah, I, I don't I mean would, box out. I mean personally, like for I, me. I would, I would call Nope a blockbuster because it, it's, bas- it's basically Jaws. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I that's just, a really yeah. good one. Yeah, that is. I enjoyed that. Yeah, 2022, man. Solid year. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. shit. It's, <laughs> it's, it is now nine minutes after we said, well, I don't have anything else to say. Yeah, now <laughs> so we're just we we're just probably chatting. get out of here. Yeah, we're just Listen, folks, shit. we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. G-A-M-E-F-U-L-O-Y. Unemployed. Uh, you go on there for five dollars a month. You get access to a bunch of exclusive podcasts, like Tom and Jeff watch Batman, Fox Mulder's a Maniac. We do stuff with the Small Beans, like Star Trek: The Next Futurama and Spiel Boys. Uh, for ten dollars a month, you can watch movies with us every Friday night. You can do custom. We just watched episodes. There's a bunch of tiers on there. Check it out if you enjoyed this. Yeah, we also have a store, uh, GameFlateEmployed.com. Head over there, you can find a link to our Teespring store, where we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs you can get on t-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of stuff. So Check it out. Throw your fingers at that. Yeah, throw just, your just fingies at us. disdainfully throw your fingies at that website. Yeah, finger us. Like, his finger. fingers were so heavy, Dave. They hit that door, it was so loud. Such a thump. Brendan yeah. Gleeson's got some meaty fingies. Yeah, also just a human finger. Is, it's also a bone, just a bone thumping off a door. Yeah, yeah, it's heavier than you think, for sure. Yeah, if you've ever hold it, held a severed finger, you realize, like, oh, yeah, this is a whole thing. Yeah, I'm holding you know? one right now. It's a stress device for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I cracked oh, yeah, the, crack the knuckle. Oh, yeah, little squeezies. Mm-hmm. Look at little squeezies. 